0: If you don't have that foundation in place, everything else you're building, while it may look good, it probably doesn't have the structure to stand the test of time.
1: Welcome to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Mead. And today we are sitting with Jeff Lerner. He is the CEO of Misnomer Marketing. Um, Jeff has, uh, what'd you say, 21 plus years, 20 plus years of marketing experience, everything from... From you know, consumer to tech, uh, and now is a now is more of a marketing consultant and strategist. So Jeff, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Alex. Good to be here.
1: So, Jeff, give us maybe your like give us your thirty second elevator pitch. Like why why should we listen to you about marketing today?
0: <laughs> um I mean, man, I, I wish I had a really good answer for that part. But <laughs> you know, I I've you know one of the things I love about my career, my experiences is that i've worked both at at you know client side you know marketing uh, at cricket wireless a t and t you know kind of big brands I worked publisher side at Google back in the days when Google was just adWords uh, before <laughs> gmail even even existed uh, and i've worked at agency side as well and so uh, you know what I bring to the table and what kind of makes my experience somewhat unique is that like I touch marketing from all different aspects, understanding everything from why do clients hire agencies, how do agencies make best decisions and why do publishers do what they do to try to generate, you know, more ad revenue. So it's kind of a a really holistic view of, of the marketing world.
1: Yeah, that's something that's really interesting. I feel, I feel like there's like an age of marketer where you have experience in So many different things, and below that age of marketer, every I I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, you've worked in some some bigger companies, but marketing is very specialized. So you're really good at content, but you don't necessarily learn about the plat like the technology side of things, or you know you're really good at HubSpot, but you don't know anything about SEO. And I feel like marketing has gotten very specialized. I mean, like. I think that's maybe why someone like you is so valuable to talk to. (laughs) Yeah. You
0: you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, when I started early in my career, I was specialized in, in paid search because at Google, that's all we had. Um, and that's what, why I left Google, you know, I was, you know, back in the day, you know, everybody was lining up to try to get a job there. You know, we were getting 20,000 applications a day and I was the one that said, okay, I've had enough, I'm going to leave. And it was because of that. I didn't want my career to be just about one thing. And that's something that I take with me now. Whenever I'm building teams and working with people, in, whether it's in organizations that I'm a part of, or even on the side where I have you know kind of my own mentor-mentee relationships, I want to help marketers not just excel at one particular aspect, but to think about bigger picture, to think more strategy rather than execution. And so you're right, like we we need more of those individuals because at some point in time, you know, they're going to probably be a little bit bored with doing the same email marketing over and over again. And you want them to not just have experience and skills to take them to the next level, but you want them to be thinking about that all the time of what do they want to learn
1: yeah that's well said um so that okay that brings us to the topic of today and i think we are both on the strategy side and we come from a little bit of this world um but i don't i'm curious to know your experience you've had you've had quite a bit and now you know working with with companies we're going to talk about the most overlooked aspect of marketing and so you know, in your eyes, what is the most overlooked thing in marketing? What are people forgetting about?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, I've had this conversation with a lot of different companies, you know, as I've built up my own business, kind of serving as a fractional CMO, you know, everyone likes to talk about the ads. They, you know, you like to talk about what's visible to people. You talk about what emails are going to be sent out and I'm not discounting the importance of all of those things. But when I turn around and ask some of these founders and executives and say, Hey, what's your mission statement? You know, what's the vision of the company? If you had to describe your organization in three or five words or less, how would you do it? Um, that's where you get a lot of kind of blank looks, you know? And, and, you know, I, I love this question. When I, when I talk to people, I say, look, if you're, if I can convince you somehow, to give me, I don't know, whatever, it's $10 million to run a Super Bowl ad. And I have 15 seconds, not to sell a product, but just to explain who we are as a company. What would you want me to get across in those 15 seconds? And that question tends to hold a lot of weight because people realize, wait a second, okay, now I'm putting (laughs) a lot of money against this and I don't know the answer to it. And so, you know... It's kind of, I I equate all of this, my favorite analogy and, and people who know me know that I love analogies and I'm also really bad at them. But my favorite analogy is the idea of building a house. You know, people will walk to your, walk over to your house, they'll come visit and they'll be like, wow, you built a beautiful kitchen. Your, you know, your rooms look nice. I love what you've done here. Like everyone talks about the things they can visibly see. But what nobody ever does is walk into your house and be like, man, you have a really good foundation. You know, your concrete slab is the sexiest concrete slab we've ever seen. Like, no one does that. And But that's what this overlooked part of marketing is. It's the foundation. If you don't have that foundation in place, everything else you're building, while it may look good, it probably doesn't have the structure to stand the test of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that question about the 15 second spot, the first thing that probably comes to most founders, CEOs, you know, like, you know, the executive leadership team is services, product features, um, you know, why they're good. Uh, And that's not really what the foundation is. And we had a, you know, we had a, I got that, I got this asked one time and they said, oh, can you, can you write our vision statement for us? I was like, "Well." I'm just your marketing yeah. guy. I'm just your, we're just your marketing create content. Like that comes from the top. That doesn't, that comes from like, exactly. a, you know, select group of leaders that need to decide that where's the company going. And it kind of, you know, it, it's always interesting to me that, that large companies haven't really gone through an exercise to, to find a mission and a vision. And it's not, or that it's never, it hasn't been updated since the company was founded. Um, And visions, in my mind, need to be continually uh, updated because things change. Companies change. Missions change. Where, excuse me, like where you're going and how you're doing it changes.
0: You you know, there's a a massive difference between what an organization does and why they do it or why they've, you know, built the organization or how they do something. You know, like so. Yeah. Again, people are always—they love to talk about the what. Oh, people, you, you, I mean, you even meet someone on the street. What do you do? We, you know, everyone wants to know what is your job. You know, and so companies want to answer that in the same way. You know, oh, just, you want to, you want me to tell you about my company? Here's what we do. We offer a product that does X, Y, and Z, and yeah. that may be fantastic. But but why do you offer that product? Yeah. What made you think about? creating something like that? What is the unmet need that you're going after and why would you build this? What are you hoping that, yeah. that it does besides just make you rich? Like what is it that you hope that this product or service yeah. does to improve an industry or a process? And so we need to get away from the, what you do and get really back into the why we do it.
1: Yeah. It's the, it's the Simon Sinek, you know, the, the why and, and doing his, doing his charts. Um, that I think, you know, got really popular, and I still, it's still like even through that, I don't understand how some companies just haven't spent the time to go through that process. Um, so I want to ask you this: uh, one, uh, next time I go to a friend's house, I am gonna say, "Wow, what a great foundation that you have!" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's not looking too good, then I'm like, "Oh, you might want to get that checked out." But what is in your foundation? So if if if, uh, if digital paid ads is the kitchen. What is the foundation? What do, we, what, do, what do we need to build a house?
0: Yeah, so uh, on top of what we were just talking about in terms of the, you know, your mission and your vision and kind of what is you know, at the core of the company, it's also about the personas, the development of, of you know, the ICPs and really understanding, okay, well, who do we want to bring this to? Um, you know, I, Again, I've talked to, to companies and founders who were like, well, I want to bring this to anybody who wants to buy it. And that is probably the most frustrating statement that, that I hear from someone because it speaks volumes about how unprepared they are to go to market. Um, yeah. Persona development, creating uh, buying cycles and phases and understanding every aspect of who should their target audience be? Why is that audience, you know, uh, important? How do you speak to them? Again, going back to content creation, which I know is one of your areas of strength, you know, you can't put out content that talks to everyone. You need to put out content that speaks to your personas. Well, you can't do that if you don't know who your personas are. So there's a lot of that that goes into this. And so, again, nobody wants to talk about it. They want to go to the website and say, look at all this great content we have. Well, but before you invest time and energy into writing that, you better know who do I want to read this and what do I hope they get from it
1: uh, Jeff, this might be the highest pinnacle of my podcasting career <laughs> that somebody else brought up by our personas other than me because I, I, you can't you can't stand like there's no box high enough to you know there's no mountain high enough to preach this. And, you know, we are a content agency. We create a lot of content for clients and Before we even touch and create an article, it's like well same question. Well, who who are your customers and everybody is not an answer? Um, and you know who well even if it is everybody who is that? Everybody who really is the everybody and we try to you know figure out who that answer is you, you like you've said it perfectly You can't create content. You're just kind of speaking into the void and we, uh, you know, there's another client we're, we're going to start working with here and their biggest problem that they say is they just create content that comes to mind. Like, yeah, it was, it's a good article. This is, this is a trend. We should talk about that. And it's never to somebody and it's never, there's never a reason for it. And so I think, you know, uh, okay. Okay. We got, we got brand messaging or like we got your, we got, not sorry, not brand messaging. We got your mission, your vision. We've got personas. What else is in our foundation here?
0: process um again one of the biggest challenges that i see is you know you get these massive gaps between what a marketing team is doing versus what a sales team is doing what happens when marketing creates a lead what happens when uh an existing customer becomes more of an advocate and you know grow these things and and i've talked to heads of sales teams and say hey okay, well, this is what just happened. A, a user did this behavior, which we wanted them to do. Did you follow up? And they're like, well, no, we haven't gotten to that yet. Well, urgency is probably the most important factor when it comes to you know following up with a prospect or a lead. And so it, again, this is one of those, if you haven't built a foundation, if, if an organization has not dedicated time, effort, energy, cost, into creating a process, then again, you're you're having this disjointed, you know, marketing programs that are not going to yeah. yield the results that you need. And, you know, yes, there's some great technology and, and you know, we can talk about HubSpot and some of these other things and, um, you know, that allow for more automation, which is so important to, you know, the immediacy and timeliness of some of these things. But again I, and i'm i'm experiencing it you know all the time is the disconnect between organizations or between groups within an organization um and so things slip through the cracks and these are yeah. massive cracks and yeah. so leads don't get called and followed up on there's no um you know there's no segmentation of leads there's no assigning them values and you know knowing who to prioritize and why and so, again, it, it's not what you're going to see during the Super Bowl commercial, but it's certainly if, if you spend that money and people go to your website and fill out a form, well, you, you better have a process that says, okay, what are we going to do with it next? Because if you don't, you're spending money that's going to go for nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you you kind of answered this, and this was my follow-up question. So process is important. How important is your tech platforms, your tech stack to support that? Is that part of that process as well? It, it
0: is, and and you know, it, it's, there are, I mean, you, you've you been there, you know, like there, there are both the easy and inexpensive ways, or I don't necessarily wanna say easy. There are the inexpensive ways to, to to manage a pipeline and to manage a process. And, you know, there's also some of the more expensive, you know, Tech stack, you know, programs, and yeah. you know, you you have your HubSpots and Salesforces, and you know, whatever it may be. Um, but it is, you know, again, it, it's one of those things where it, it needs to be part of a marketing budget, you know. And this yeah. is a conversation I have all the time with with founders when I say, you know, okay, I need a marketing budget, and they're like, oh, for yeah. for advertising, and I'm like, before before I spend yeah. any money,
1: yeah.
0: before I because again, there's no point in me spending ten grand on, you know, any sort of advertising, if we don't know what we're going to do when somebody takes the behavior, does the, you know, takes the action we want yeah. them to. So yeah. marketing tech stack, like it needs to be part of that marketing budget. It needs to be included and it needs to be a, a source of investment. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of HubSpot, but I know it's not the right fit for every company out there. So whatever it is, I feel like that is a very important piece of the process. You need something to build a process on, other than a Google Sheet, where is unsustainable. Uh, yes. Okay. Agreed. Mission, vision, personas, process. What else? I like this. I feel like we're on a, like a Bob Vila show or something, uh. building houses.
0: You, you know, the, I think the other part, and, and this is, you know, totally the, the self-grandizing, um, you know, aspect of it, but um, it, it, it's, it's marketing strategy. You know, there are, and, and I've walked into, and kind of this is, this is how I make my money, <laughs> make my, earn my living now, but <laughs> is, is walking into companies who are like, oh, we have a marketing manager who's, you know, responsible for X, Y, and Z. And you know, or we have a, a coordinator, or we have a social, yeah. you know, media person, or you know, we even have an agency um, that we've used. And I said, great. Well, who's giving direction to that agency? Who's giving, you know, direction to the marketing yeah. manager? You know, are they bringing strategy to the table? And nine times out of ten, the answer is no. Like we're we're just we're purely in an executional mindset. Yeah. And that's where again we talk about investment but like investing in strategy is so important because you need to have cohesive messaging you need to have a the reason we're doing x is because we're also doing y and without x and y we will never get to z um and that's what you know again like i said this is the you know part where i get to to tell my story of, of what i do but <laughs> but this is what you know, I've built now is, you know, this world of fractional CMO, you know, I'm not looking for that full time, you know, 40 hours a week, um, you know, type of role, because most organizations don't need that, or at least early stage or or growing organizations don't. But they certainly do need marketing strategy. And so it's an investment, it's part of that core. But it brings all of those other elements together the how do we define our mission and vision how do we build personas and you know buyer journeys and life cycle stages and all of that like i i would not expect unless they have a marketing background a ceo yeah. or a founder to want to undertake that process it's just not their skill set the same way i i would never want to go be a cfo somewhere not my skill set yeah. <laughs> um and so that's why marketing strategy is so important and needs to be a part of that foundation that you may not see externally, but internally is without a doubt, you know, irreplaceable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think strategy is one of those words that gets thrown around a lot of, you know, that, oh yeah, we've got a marketing strategy. We got to have these conferences and, or, oh yeah, we send out emails, We have an email marketing strategy. And uh, even if they have built a strategy this is who we're targeting this is what we're going to try to say this is how we're going to reach them uh, that gets lost over time if someone's not there to say how is it going let's update it let's revise let's either create a new one or or, or like that and I think that company you described marketing manager um, you know we try to make it clear you are hiring us we can provide content strategy but we are not Directing your overall marketing strategy, we help like with a segment of it, but you're right. Someone has to dictate, tell an agency what to do. Otherwise, they're just going to do what they're going to do. Um, and so it's it's really interesting. I think that element of strategy gets used a lot, and there's a lot of people saying you need a strategy, you need a strategy. But I I don't know if everybody fully understands like what does that actually mean, and it's not a set it and forget it type thing. Um,
0: yeah, and and you know it's again, going back to what we first talked about, the specialized roles in marketing.
1: Yeah.
0: I would not expect a, an email marketing specialist or an email marketing manager who has three to five years of experience to be thinking about, okay, well, what is the strategy of our CRM team? What is the strategy of yeah. uh, our yeah. content team? How are they intertwined with social and email? I mean, that's just not their area of strength or expertise or, or yeah. where they are in their career. And so, you know, like any good organization, like you need that, you know, the quarterback, if you will, to say, hey, look, you know what? We're, there's a reason why you're all gonna, you know, run these routes and do these things. And, you know, and it's because it all goes back to the strategy that's being developed rather than siloed, you know, kind of executional strategy, which is very
1: different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you, so I kind of also think of, the elements that you talked about first, uh, well, your, your mission and your vision to me, that's like a corporate brand building exercise. Um, and when people say they're rebranding, you know, I hope to think that's what they mean is understanding that information along with the visual, um, personas, you know, process. A lot of that work to me leads up to the strategy and the, and like all of those things are needed before you can even create a strategy. Because if it's like, hey, go create a strategy. I don't know who my customer is. Um, we just sell this because we make money off of it. I don't. I don't know. We help every. We help everyone. Uh, it's hard to create a strategy that's going to work. And so for me, those are, you know, those are on our check boxes in a sales process as an agency. Oh, do you have this? Do you have that? No. Okay, we got to build that. Oh, you have that. We need to verify it um, before we can really create anything. Because you could, you can create the best strategy that will never work because you're targeting the wrong person.
0: Yep. It's you're, 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 you know, dead accurate. You know, one, the the first thing I do with any engagement, you know, or the most of the engagements that I have, you know, with my, with my company is go in and start with, okay, we're going to do all the behind the scenes work. We're going to start with our mission and our vision. We're going to talk about your colors. We're going to talk about your logo. I mean, they're, they're, you would be shocked the number of times you talk to someone and say, Hey, what made you choose these colors as part of your color palette? And and the a CEO will be like, I really like that color. And I'm like, That that can't be the reason. Like I, I get it, but like it can't be the reason. And you know, and, and I always go back, I'm like, look at every major US financial institution, you know, in the United States. Like your Chase, your Bank of America, your what mm-hmm. Like blue. almost all of them have a, have that blue. There's a reason blue means something. Same with airlines. Like, you know, they all have a, an element of blue and so color means something. And so there's a lot of education where it, at the end of it, the outcome is this document that says, okay, here's who we are, what we're all about, yeah. our mission, our vision, our colors, our company description, um, who Let's talk about, you know, persona development, our buying cycle, our differentiator in the marketplace, you know, who are our competitors? Let's do a SWOT analysis. Like there's a lot that goes into this so that to your point, then we can start thinking, okay, now how do we market based with, with all the, I mean, again, it's your playbook. Now that I have this playbook, now how do I bring this to the public? We've identified that, you know, Joe, who is a 43 year old man in a, Urban environment, you know who makes x, y and Z money, who loves tech, whatever it may be that's our core core audience, okay, great, well, how do we go and find more Joe's? Yeah. Uh, how do we create content that Joe will want to read um, rather than saying let's create all this stuff and hope that Joe reads it or engages with it so yeah. it's it's all of that you know behind the scenes work that is so often overlooked,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to. I want to change gears a little bit. So knowing what we consider the foundation, what some of the work that needs to be done, um, you've kind of described like this market, this like marketing manager who may or may not have some strategy work. I want to, you know, a lot of people listen to the show are those marketing managers, or maybe they want to be director, maybe they want to be CMO, you know, but but they're they're kind of in that career path. And so you know, think about if you were, what advice would you give a new marketing hire at an organization like this, maybe one to two marketing on the team, um, you know, maybe a graphic designer and they're coming, coming in as like a manager. Um, What would be your kind of like advice for a 30, 60, 90 day plan for them? Like, what would you, and, and you can phrase it in that or not, but how do you want to figure out how do you, what advice, what do you tell them if they want to do all this?
0: If they want to grow into a more a career more well, focused if they on wanna, strategy. If they
1: want to. They know. They know they need these things. How do they go about? Like, what's the exact? What's the order? What would you tell them? Of hey, if you if you just got into a new company and you need to build a foundation, here's some things to do.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, first one of the things I often think about is look at an organizational structure and see where do the where does the marketing team fit. And what I also mean by that is if on the sales side, you have a VP of sales and then two directors of sales and then, you know, sales reps and other managers, um, you know, then you have over, you know, on a finance side, a VP of finance and some other people. And on the marketing side, you go from like the, the COO to like a marketing manager or they like, that tells yeah. you a lot. Um, so the, the first question for me when, you know, is always when I look at an organization or evaluate a, a marketing organization is what is the, what does that organization look like? Who is leading the strategy for the development of a holistic marketing program? Um, if the answer is, well, we don't have someone that's doing that, well, then, A, that, that's a pretty obvious first hire or next hire. Yeah. Um, but for anybody who joins an organization, you know, I, I think what you're asking is, you know, how do they navigate through some of this and, and grow their careers and think about the strategy side of things too? Um, find someone that you you know, and people always say that people don't quit jobs, they quit quit managers. Um, it's the same on the flip side. People want to work for yeah. certain people, and it's the people who want to help them in their careers. Um, I've taken content writers, um, who have, you know, one or two years of experience and taught them some of the things that I've learned over my career. And they went from a content writer to a digital marketing specialist, learning social and email and ad creation and other, those you know, and some of those other skills, um, because that helped them in their development because they wanted to be thinking again, bigger picture and, and strategic. And so it's always asking those right questions. And as a as a marketing leader, it's our responsibility teach people, yeah. bring them into the equation. You know, I my favorite marketing story of all time is the Flamin' Hot Cheetos story, <laughs> which is you know, literally Flamin' Hot Cheetos came to be because one of a, a, an executive found a janitor who was eating Cheetos but pouring hot sauce on them. And was like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "I like it spicy. Like uh, this is, you know." And Flamin' Hot Cheetos came to be, and now there's Flamin' Hot literally everything, because you know, while no executive in the room thought of what if we make it spicy, the janitor did. He liked it, and someone picked up on it. Had saw that he had this idea, and it became a, a huge success. And so for everyone on a marketing team, it's the same thing. I am, but one person who has my 20 plus years of experience that doesn't make me better or smarter or more in tune with what customers may want with what, you know, so expand, look to each other, you know, bring people into the conversation, build the strategy that way. Cause I'm telling you now, like if, if somebody, you know, comes to me and wants to talk about TikTok. I have no idea what to do (laughs) like,
1: yeah,
0: you know, so like, it's, it's all about, you know, as, as early in your career individuals, find someone who's willing to teach you and work with you. And as marketing leaders who are building strategy, bring others into the equation, help shape their careers while also asking them for their opinions, because that's where some of the best ideas are going to come from.
1: Yeah. I love that story. The Flaming Hots. I love it. I mean, I I, I have a feeling those stories exist in almost all major corporations, uh, big companies. The good ones, at least. Yeah. 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 Um, And I I love that. And um, so HubSpot just had their inbound conference last week. Um, and the keynote speaker was Barack Obama, so it was very highly attended, as you can imagine. <laughs> and he he told this story of he was in uh, I don't know if he was like in the Situation Room or the Oval Office, but he's telling the story. where he was talking about how he makes decisions. And that was one of the questions, like his boundaries, he had to make decisions. How do you make decisions and tough decisions? Um, you know, world politics and all these things. And he said, he, you know, he had his joint chiefs, he had cabinet members and and he kind of asked him, and everybody's kind of giving their thing. And then he said, and then he just asked on the junior staffers behind them. And because he's like, I know they're the ones that wrote these documents, these briefings. They're the ones that know it better. And uh, and he said, you know, the idea was opening up the idea of perspective. And just because somebody who has 25 years of experience, uh, they're not the only voice you should have in that, in that conversation. And that was kind of what he was trying to say, um, is that you, it doesn't matter if it's the janitor or obviously you're not gonna be the janitor in every single pitch meeting you have uh, to try to figure out what's the thing to say, but ideas come from everywhere and you, you, you need to be open to hearing them.
0: And, and my, my stance is, you know, and I say this to all my teams and, and sales orgs, it doesn't matter is, you know, what my job is, my job is to ask all of you for your ideas. I don't care how long you've been with a company. I don't care how many years of experience you have. I don't care what your job title is. If you're on the marketing team, not on the marketing team, it doesn't matter. My job is to hear all of the ideas and weigh what I think is the best from a marketing perspective and then make the decision, you know, and we can debate them and we can have conversations, but ultimately there needs to be one decision maker. And so when we talk about marketing, like that decision, you know, is mine to make but I've made that decision having received input from anybody and everybody who's willing to give it. So this way I can make the most informed decision possible. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the great. same as Barack Obama, obviously.
1: I mean, same level, I think. Same. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, Jeff, this has been fantastic. I think we could probably talk about this for another hour, uh, but to save, save some content for future episodes or other, other articles, but I want to thank you for joining. Um, quick, Quickly, I guess, where can people find you? How should they reach out? Um, yeah, where can we find you?
0: Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn. They certainly can go to my website, which is misnomer.co. Um, I'm not rich enough to own the .com just yet, so it's <laughs> misnomer.co. Um, or they can uh, they can just send me an email to jeff at misnomer.co, and, and I'm happy to respond.
1: Great, and uh, we'll also put that in the show notes on the episode. Um, so yeah, any, any parting words that you have
0: invest in the foundation as, as both a homeowner and a marketer (laughs) invest in the foundation because when the foundation crumbles, it doesn't matter how big and beautiful everything above it may look, it will all come crashing down. So invest in the
1: foundation. I think that's how we're going to end it. Thank you, Jeff, so much for joining us. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for listening to the B two B Growth Marketer Podcast. Again, my name is Alex, and we really do appreciate you listening. Uh, you keep us going, keep us interested, keep us looking to bring in new audience members, new guests to interview, new formats to test out. Um, you know, because this is all about making making us all better as marketers. And for us, this is also experimentation. Try new things. Try having fun. Interviewing new guests. Uh, really to bring more information to you. So we really do appreciate it. To learn more, you can check us out at beaconspoint.com. You can find us on LinkedIn, follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get podcasts. Thank you.